This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com slash jobber to receive 20% off your first six months. Listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 239, entitled Interview with Jason Creel from the Lawn Care Life YouTube channel. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, of course, uh, for the questions, the comments, and feedback that you guys have been sending through. I really do appreciate it. This week, we have another fantastic uh, interview episode that I've been looking forward to uh, doing in uh, a very long time. Uh, We have got uh, Jason Creel from the Lawn Care Life YouTube channel, as well as his Instagram account. Uh, I know a ton of you guys uh, follow uh, Jason on YouTube and watch his uh, channels. Uh, Just uh, an absolutely uh, value-packed YouTube channel that he has put together. So uh, really excited uh, to uh, do this interview. Uh, with Jason today. So uh, let's get uh, right into it. Okay, so I'd like to welcome Jason Creel to the show. Hey, Jason, how's it going? Doing good. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to talk with you today. That's awesome. Uh, looking forward to this uh, interview for a while. Thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. So let's just jump right into it. So maybe tell us a bit about yourself and your business. Yeah, so uh, some people, you know, follow me on YouTube. I'm down in Alabama and uh, where we get really hot in the summertime and deal with warm season grasses. But this, you know, I'm in my third lawn care business and I pretty much do weed control and fertilization nowadays. The first two businesses I was focused primarily on mowing grass, but um, now I I still mow my own grass and still talk a lot about lawn care equipment, but I'm, I'm pretty much a squirting furt kind of guy now. Oh, okay. So when you um, started uh, your business, uh, um, originally, was it a, a side hustle that you started at, or did you just dive right into uh, going full time with your lawn care business? Yeah, so uh, it was full time. I, I had I was younger and didn't have, life was a lot cheaper yeah. back then, just to be honest <laughs> with you. So when you you know I've I've had a lot of jobs, uh, mostly bad ones, and mm-hmm. so when I just got to the point where I thought I'm going to do something on my own. I didn't know what to do exactly. So I, I decided to start a lawn business because I, even though I didn't have any real experience in that, I, it just seemed something that I felt like I had a chance to succeed in that. And when I started and I mean, it was, I think it was, I know it was in the first year, but maybe within the first few months, I landed a contract that paid me a little over a thousand dollars a month oh. for a, a little neighborhood interest way, which well, again, coming from the jobs I had worked, mm-hmm. I was like really, really good. And yeah. so I, at that point, I, I never really looked back and, um, you know, it's, it's been a, a roller coaster to some extent, but I still, 
I still enjoy it, and I can't think of many things I'd rather be doing. Yeah, that's awesome. That reminds me a lot of uh, I've talked about on the podcast too. When I first started in lawn care, I had this naive um, idea that the, the previous job I had, I was working. Uh, I think it was seventeen dollars an hour. So I thought, well, you know what? If I go out on my own and start a lawn care business, as long as I'm making seventeen dollars an hour to match my old job, I'll be like, you know, totally fine. This will be gravy, right. right? And yeah, yeah. wrong. <laughs> no, I, I had to. I think that's a big. You know, people struggle with that mentality so much still, and I and I still do sometimes. You know, I'm sitting there crunching up my hourly wage, but you don't think of all the all the added expenses of being in business, and then too, just I'm thinking. I, you know, I, there's no company matching 401k plan or, mm. you know, companies not paying for my health insurance. You know, there's a lot of expenses that go with being self-employed. So you, you definitely got to make more than whatever hourly rate you would get paid at a more traditional job. Mm-hmm. So you talked about, um, you know, having a, a bunch of bad jobs, like a lot of people go through. Um, I can't even remember uh, all the jobs that I've had in my uh, life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what first attracted you? to the lawn care industry and made you want to start your own business? Yeah. So basically what happened was I I began exploring the idea of being self-employed and I bought a book. It was by a guy named Dan Miller and he, he, he wrote this book called 48 days to the work you love. It was more like a workbook style when when I got it. So he would actually mail you a three ring binder and it had a workbook and you kind of write out your own answers. He's asking about your past and everything. So uh, when I got to work at the, I, mean, I kind of was thinking, yeah, I want to be self-employed and that made a lot of sense to me. But, um, again, not, I'm not going to invent some product. I, I was thinking more along the lines of service industry. Okay, so yeah. it, it really wasn't, it was just something I thought it was about the only thing I thought that I could do. I mean, I was, you know, I didn't have a great deal of skills. Mm-hmm. I had a college degree and things like that, but I wasn't interested in that field. So, I don't know. It just seemed something achievable. Uh, I didn't do a lot of research into it to know that it had a lot of potential or, you know, okay. you know just, I was young and naive and just mm-hmm. got started in doing something. I think sometimes that might be the best way you just get going. And cause there's a lot of potential in a lot of things, but yeah. dancing around and changing back and forth is, is usually no good. So it was just, I think having that early success helped me. And then I just trying to figure out, what I was doing wrong, trying to improve on it year after year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you raised some great points there too. Just as you were talking, I was like thinking about about my past experiences. I've started a, a bunch of different businesses in the past. I've always been entrepreneurial uh, in that yeah. sense. But uh, one of the things you said there, like, you know, uh, basically kind of sticking to it and uh, saying, and lawn care is one of the things that I have stuck to and, and it's proven to be successful where, you know, the when I was younger, starting some other businesses, it always seemed like, hey, I want to start a business, want to do this. And then, you know, six months would go by, you're kind of getting rough, you know, you start to get depressed and then the next shiny thing comes by, right? And it's like, oh, what if I do that business? Business, right and you go off and try something different and stuff and you don't put the yeah. time in uh to you know actually uh, get the results uh that yeah. are required so very, very- no, I actually i did that i i uh while i still had my lawn business i tried to start a, a separate business i started a coupon book fundraising company okay uh, and it basically failed uh after i put a year into it, it failed i was thinking you know at the time i thought this is the greatest thing ever and and really what it did was failing in that helped me more appreciate the lawn business even though mm-hmm. the lawn business is is hard work you know there's no it's not a not an easy business but 
it made me appreciate that there is a lot of opportunity there. And, you know, sometimes some other stuff may look easy and, and like there's a big pot of money out there, but you yeah, know, yeah. just almost any business takes a lot of effort and yes. work, you know? Yes. And so it just, it just takes time, you know, and, and, and figuring out what your mistakes you're making. So anyway, yeah. I, chased other ventures and failed myself yeah yeah no and it's obviously it's a uh, a great learning experience as well because you you take those lessons into the other endeavors that you try and it's funny jim uh, steve jobs uh, had a commencement speech where he said something similar about you know you go through life and you you explore these different things and it's only later in life that you can look back and connect the dots and see That's how right. all of those things led to where you are now um where at the time it kind of seems like a you know i failed it, you know it was pointless what a waste of time sort of stuff but it's not you will take lessons from that into the future yeah. and uh you know so very cool i very think cool. a lot of it you know, a lot of it too is just learning yourself, you know, where, where that, so, uh, somebody with a different set of skills and different mm-hmm. personality might've been very successful in doing, doing the coupon book thing. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't a fit for me. Yeah, and, okay. and I didn't know that I had to basically try it and fail at it mm-hmm. and, and just say, you know what? I think I'm actually pretty good at the lawn business. You okay, know, yeah, I need yeah. to just stick with that and yeah. put all my focus on that. And, and, you know, and that's where I, and again, having multiple chances at it, I say I'm in my third lawn business now, not necessarily intentionally. It just worked out that way. Um, I sold the first one and then we moved when I was had the second one. So I sold it because we were moving two hours away. So I had to start over again. Okay. But when you get three chances, you know, you kind of are able to fix some of the things you did wrong the first two times. Awesome. I'm curious, um, with that, uh, coupon business do you think now being older and wiser with things you've learned in the current businesses that you've run that you could uh, you know make a go of that coupon business if it were you today because i always say like looking back at all the businesses that i've tried that now being a you know older and wiser and able to put ego aside i look back yeah. and go the reason they failed was because of me because of things I did well, and now going, I could probably totally make those businesses absolutely be successful today. If I, if I were maybe, to explain, maybe. I, I, I'm, I don't know if I could or not. I don't want to, I definitely don't want to try. I think what, you know, you think about um, like the video rental market, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like I told somebody recently, we actually just until, I don't know if it's still there now, but I mean, up until very recently had a still a brick and mortar video rental store where you go and you actually rent the movie. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't know those, those existed anymore yeah. because everything's streamed or you might have Redbox or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I, I felt like that was the deal with the coupon book. It was like, if I would have came up with a coupon book app, you know, that yeah, yeah. would have made more sense. That would have been what's up and coming, you know, mm-hmm. where the book, the whole physical coupon is sort of fading out. Not yeah, that yeah. people still don't use them. I mean, they do, but it's, um, but anyway, it, I think it was just bad timing. But ultimately, like I needed to be a really great salesperson to do that, and I wasn't a great salesperson, and I should have known that. And I'm still not. I mean, I should have known that. You mm-hmm. know, I can sell a little bit. You know, I sell my lawn service, but uh, I needed to be more of a dynamic personality or find somebody who was that yeah. I could have brought in to help me. So. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great point too. Those is, is learning or knowing your 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 
positives and negatives, what your, what your strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah, uh, that's and, right. And I don't going, think it was the business opportunity. It was yeah, just, yeah. I, mean, I just wasn't the person to execute it. You oh, know? Okay. So I spent a year figuring that out and, and it may, I might've actually broke even by the end of the year, but you know, if you spend a year to break even, that really means you went backwards. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know, I can't work a year for free. Basically. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. It always reminds me of uh, shows like Dragon's Den and stuff where you see the guy or a shark tank where you see the guy like pitching the, 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 the oh, business yeah. and you know they're the investors are all sitting there quiet and they're like so like what are your numbers like you've been doing this for this long and you haven't like give your head a shake sort of thing right it's always yeah. it's always tough when you're in that uh, position of uh trying to chase that dream of a business but ultimately it has to show it has to you have to start uh you know making a profit and and suffer it to be sustainable uh and that's yeah. a big it's a big thing um so with your businesses, have you always been a one man operation or do you have employees? So when I, when I was mowing grass, you know, start off by myself. And I think maybe the second year I added a person and by the third year I added two people. And then fourth year I had two trucks going, you know, it was kind of growing. And, uh, and in the fifth year I sold the business. I wasn't looking to sell, but somebody approached me to buy. So I sold it. So I started over. And, uh, but I had a very strict non-compete agreement. So oh, okay. I, I had to remain in a very small geographic area. And that's when I started the coupon business and I was still mowing part-time by myself. And then we moved here, you know, I switched over the weed control. It's, um, you know, you got to have a lot more customers doing that because you're not visiting their home near as often. I only, I do like seven treatments a year, typically where when you're mowing somebody's lawn, the people around here might do 30 or 35 cuts a year, you know, so okay, yeah. uh, it took hundreds of customers to get where I actually needed some help. So at the moment I have a couple of people that work with me part-time, but, um, and this is my sixth year in my current business. Okay. Uh, so I'm hoping I mean, I, I desperately want to get somebody brought in full time. Just not quite there. I got more work than I can do, but not quite enough to justify bringing in a full time employee yet. Yeah, yeah, that's a big uh, struggle for for people. Uh, is that uh, so? It's a big responsibility, right? You have that on your mind that this other person's coming to you. They've got bills to pay. They've got things, and you're in that position where you don't have the work to fully sustain having them on. And it's tough to expect an employee to be loyal to you and and not pursue other options. It's it's a very tough position when you're in that, that stage uh, to go on and, and finding good help in the first place is a huge struggle. So when you do find somebody, you want to make sure that you have the work to keep them on so that you don't lose them uh, to other opportunities uh, for them. Um, Yeah, go ahead. You're going to say something? Yeah, I was just saying, what we do here is uh, it's year round, the weed control fertilization, okay. so it never stops. So that's a big advantage. Uh, mm. But uh, like for me, I'm trying to make as much money as possible. So I'm doing a lot myself, where, which in the short term is kind of a hindrance to growing because, you know, ultimately you, you got to bring somebody in to, so that you can keep expanding. So, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to basically max out profits this year. And then next year, hopefully I can get somebody full time. And, uh, which again, bringing in somebody full time is going to kind of be a pay cut for me. Cause you got to pay them yes. for full time work, but that will give me that room to grow. And I've, I've already, I've got the equipment for two people, you know, mm-hmm. me and one other person full time. I've got two trucks, two sprayers, two ride on spreaders. I, you know, I got everything I need. Um, just I'm 
I just don't have quite enough customers. So I think next, maybe next year I can make a little marketing push and try to get up to two full-time trucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so this next question is one that I uh, love asking one of my absolute favorite questions. And it's uh, because when I ask it to somebody who works a nine to five job, I tend to get the same answer, but if I ask a business owner the, uh, the mm-hmm. question, it's always different answers. So how would you, Jason Creel, define success? Man, I have to think about that just for a second. Yeah, no well, um, you know, and I'm going to have to get a little bit personal with, with yeah. just what's going on with me to, to be able to answer that Um properly i feel like because i'm I'm struggling with that i've got so i've got a wife and four kids right now and my kids are my oldest kid is nine so four young kids so so i look at my life like i have to make a lot of money over the next 20 30 years Mm -hmm. i still got a lot of bills to pay yes and we're um, trying to expand our house make a bigger house yeah yeah. Uh, and i'm not really into like big houses and fancy cars or anything but i'm just saying adequate for the size family yes, that I have. Um, so for me, you know, and I've been talking to my wife about this a lot lately, like I, even in making money, like obviously I want to make money. Um, but you know, you can be consumed with lawn care all the time or be consumed with your business or me, you know, and I'm doing YouTube and stuff on the side. So yeah. it's like, I, so for me to be successful by that term, like I, it wouldn't be to make as much money as possible and be so consumed that I couldn't do other things, you know? So like for me, it's going to be a little more complex answer that am I able to build my business in a way that I can, and I'm not trying to like not work either. I don't, I'm not one that's just going to sit around and have everybody do everything for me. Uh, I want to be actively involved, but I want to keep that at a, a normal level. I'm not, I'm not glued to 40 hours a week, but if I can sort of, work it where I, um, my business, uh, gives me stability to take some time off. And, um, you know, I guess what I'm saying it's not, it's just not all about money though. Yes. I think that is so much of a driving force for being self-employed. Mm-hmm. If I didn't, I mean, I think it's one of the main driving forces that you have potential to make more money. Obviously people make a lot of money in a normal job, but, um, I'm trying to think about like, how can I make as much money as possible and have some of the freedoms that self-employment allows you for so that I can be a good dad, be yes. a good husband, be involved in our church and things that mm-hmm. we are important to us have hobbies that I, um, you know, and I'm not there yet. Just to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah. Right now I, I work a lot, mm-hmm. but I think I'm, I'm trying, I got a vision of what I'm trying to build. And that's why I, that to me, that's the difference in self-employed versus the other. Like, I think sometimes people have a normal job. Let's say that they say, I'm going to work 25 years. And that's what my company says. I have to work until I can retire. Or maybe when I get to social security age, then I can retire. It's kind of a, a date on the calendar that they know they can walk away. For me, there's no date on the calendar out there. It's, it's, um, you know, there isn't maybe an income level I have to reach to where I can comfortably walk away from the demand. But even then it wouldn't be like I would walk away and do nothing. It's Mm -hmm. like, I'm trying to build something that, that, you know, that I have, I like, we take a lot of pride in our business, you know, where a lot of people that work a normal job, some of them do, some of them don't, you know, they, so I, I don't know. I, I think I'm rambling a little bit. No, but no. <laughs> I, the idea was, uh, you know, 
yes, it's about money. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't, if I of didn't course. get paid. Yep. Um, but I'm trying to also be successful in all areas of life, uh, to, so. Yeah. yeah. You have to balance it. That's the thing, right? People, um, especially, you know, if you have kids, that's a huge thing. I have kids too. And like, for example, this podcast and YouTube and stuff like this, and I'm, I'm sure you can relate to, I go like, I love doing this stuff. I wake up in the morning and this is what I'm thinking about. I go to bed at night. This is what I'm thinking about. I spend so many hours. I think I work on this more time than I do my actual lawn care business, but mm-hmm. it's a balancing act because this and people think, oh, you're just doing it to work with brands. You're doing it for this. You're doing it for that. And it's it's interesting because it's like, yes, you get some free equipment and stuff from time to time doing this sort of thing, but that doesn't pay the bills. That doesn't get your yeah. kids through college. That doesn't, you know, and it's, it weighs on you as a father. I know for me it does because it's it's balancing this part of it, the stuff that you like to do and, and something that's maybe calling you to do. And uh, But, you know, the the other part of it, the work side of it and and that you know you could make more money focusing in on that sort of stuff and, and having those kids and those goals you want to be like you said be a good father you want to be able to take care of them you want to be able to uh, make sure they're provided for my oldest is uh, 18 just started university and uh, I still am like totally feel responsible for her and in in the sense like i don't see it ending like she's going to be going to university the real estate market here in vancouver canada is absolutely ridiculous with the average home being two million dollars i'm like how is she ever going to afford a house like it's it's you know so i'm like she's gonna have to move to alabama well that's <laughs> she could probably buy you know uh, a couple of counties if yeah that... <laughs> well that's what i joke about all the time me and my wife will watch like hgtv at night sometimes and we watch right. like these like uh you know uh, mansions in dallas or something and it's like a five acre property with in-ground pool ten thousand square feet for like one million dollars and we're like what like here it's like two million dollars and you get like uh four or five thousand square foot property with this yeah with like a 40 year old house on it it's like yeah. <laughs> so it's just crazy so I, you know you think about those things and it's like with the kids and stuff you're like man like how are you gonna i don't ever see her moving out sort of thing <laughs> so because it's like how are they gonna afford to it's it's crazy yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of, uh, responsibility and that's why I love that question because it's different for everybody. Uh, when you're a business owner, there's so much more where, when I ask somebody who's like a nine to five job, it's always, well, success is being rich. It's, it's just the money. That's, that's what it is. Right. But there's so much to it when you're a business owner. Okay. So we're just going to take a quick break because it's time for this week's Jobber Minute. Okay, my question this time is, what is the best way to avoid last-minute cancellations? Great question. I mean, we've all been there where we've been canceled on, and although it's inevitable, you can avoid this frustration of it all. And the best way to do this is to send appointment reminders before each visit. And Jobber makes this really, really easy with automated appointment reminders that you can customize and schedule ahead of time. So let's say you want to send an email one week before the visit, then maybe a text message the day before. No problem. Set it up in Jobber and it does it automatically. So you don't need to send reminders to yourself or sit down and write a new message every time. It's a great way to avoid those cancellations and really keep your customers happy and earning that repeat business. 
So there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. If you want to see what Jobber can do for you and your lawn care business, head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash Jobber. You can start a free trial and even get 20% off your first six months. In um, where you are in Alabama, and you're doing uh, Furton Squirts, you said, uh, predominantly now. So what size properties uh, do you guys handle there? Because here in the city where I'm at, it's tiny little, like I said, 4,000, 5,000 square foot properties. Yeah, we have a lot of those too. I mean, I I would say average for me is maybe 6,000. I mean, that that's just the square footage of the, the yard. It's not, you know, not including the house itself, but just actual turf. Um, probably average 6,000 for me. So that's, you know, that's, certainly not a big property and I prefer those small, but I, I do, I think my biggest property is, uh, let me see, it's going to be, I, I think it's maybe 300,000 square feet. I mean, so it's several oh, acres. Wow. I, I don't know if you guys, the acres is a, it's yeah. not a metric term, is it? No, no, no. Acres, uh, but it equals, uh, isn't it like acres like is like 40. Hecto, uh, well, there's, yeah, but I think acres is like, what is it? 45,000 square feet or 40,000 square feet. Yeah, it's 43,560 okay. square feet. Okay. But what, what, what unit of measurement do you guys use for big areas of land? You know what? I just go by that by acreages and, oh, okay. and stuff. Right. So uh, I've got I some, what the metric system used for that. I'm yeah. I, I'm like, it'll be square meters. I guess they do. Oh, okay. Um, but everybody here still refers to that sort of stuff as like, if you're looking okay. at a property size or something, everybody's like, well, how many square feet is it? How, how big is the house? How many square feet yeah, is it? Right. Even though we're, well, we're yeah, metric. It, it, yeah. This is about the size of several football fields. Okay. You know? yeah. So it's a big commercial property and that sort of thing. But I mean, that's rare. I just got a, a few of those larger properties, mostly like, you know, small in these little garden homes that maybe 2000 square feet, some even less than that. And then average is 6,000 square feet. And then I've got some of the larger homes that may sit on like 15,000 square okay. feet. Okay. You know, Okay. So anywhere in that range. Okay, so that's a quite a quite the quite the range there. So you said uh, obviously you sold off the mowing uh, businesses mm-hmm. with the Furton Squirts. Are there any other services that you offer, like maybe is aerations or things that go kind of go with that? Um, well, that are sort of in that middle between those yeah. two types of businesses. Yeah, I don't do those uh, okay. aeration. I, I give those to a guy that does it for me. I uh, but um, I do. You know, we have a few extra services. So like so, a lot of the companies will have like a tree and shrub program where they, so they're instead of just working on the yard, they're also taking care of shrubs. I, mine is very basic. All I do is basically the fertilize the shrubs. We might do some weed control in the flower beds, things like that. And we do fire ant control, which fire ants are a big deal down here. I'm not sure if you'll deal with those, no. but uh, it's a, it's a very uh, easy application. You just spread a granular product all over the yard. Okay. But uh, ant beds are a big deal because they, they're the fire ants are the ones that actually bite you. Oh, and so, you know, kid, parents, uh, concerned about that. Cause it, you know, just your kids out in the yard and they get, yes. get enough ant bed and they get bit 40 times. Yeah. That sort of thing. Not a fun day. <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. We have something, uh, starting here now called, um, European Schaefer beetle. Um, okay. that, uh, it started, uh, probably about 10 years ago, uh, in vancouver um so the main city is vancouver and then there's a bunch of suburbs and there is um most of the suburbs are on the other side of a river um, a a really large river um so 
the infestation started, I guess it came across from Europe uh, on container ships. And there are these like little, uh, basically uh, beetles um, mm-hmm. that infest the lawn and uh, they lay their eggs in the summer and stuff. And uh, the skunks and crows can tell the larvae are in there. So they rip apart the lawns. So there's some whole neighborhoods that are completely destroyed by this thing. And the, the window of treatment uh, is only the third week of July every year is the only okay. the only time yeah. that you can treat them. And then the city has come along and they've banned like the chemical to treat them. So you can only oh, use okay. like the nematodes to treat them, which then you have to make sure the lawns are moist and watered in. But then that's the third week of July, which also watering restrictions come into play. It's a huge... <laughs> Well, huge mess. Yeah, we we have similar things. We have grubs, you know, that would turn into some sort of moth, or uh, yep. and so they we treat them in June here, which again, our June may be the equivalent of July there, as far yeah, as because yeah. we get warmer earlier. But uh, and and we don't get uh, skunks as much. We do have skunks, but uh, more so, you'll see a yard gets torn up, and it, a lot of times it'll be moles. They'll make little tunnels in yep. the yard, but um, sometimes when it gets dry, we get. A, a big problem with armadillos oh. and so the armadillos come out of the woods and they start digging up people's yards looking for those grubs oh, okay so that's uh and same deal we try to treat them which we don't have as many uh pesticide bands as you guys but yeah um same idea They'll, you can tell when the armadillos come through because they can rip a yard mm-hmm. uh, pretty pretty good yeah yeah absolutely destroy it at times um so do you do predominantly resident residential stuff or do you do a, a mix of commercial residential or yeah, it, you know, like I said, for the weed control, it's it's pretty much a numbers game. It's like a ball. You just, I just need grass. I don't <laughs> care whose grass it is. You know, so yeah. Uh, but it's mostly residential, and and even the pricing. You know, sometimes in mowing, you might have a little bit higher pricing structure for commercial. Um, for me, like I said, it's just simply turf, and I'm out there spraying as much. How many ever square feet of turf I can spray in a day is is the better. So. Um, so, you know, in general, it's, uh, down here and I don't know, I don't, you know, it's different area to area, but in our area, most people have their yard on some kind of weed control program. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's very high demand service, but it's, it's also competitive, not as competitive as the mowing, but I've got some large competitors that, that also provide great service. So, you know. Awesome. So uh, this next question is probably one of the ones that kind of gives guests uh, pause for thought. Uh, and that would be uh, share with us a time you struggled in your business and maybe what you learned or you did to overcome it. Well, I think, yeah, I've got three business. My car business really hadn't been a struggle. I, yeah. as, to be honest, it, it, it was, the struggle was getting enough customers to fill up my schedule. I had to have like 400 customers before I got a full route and that took me three years to get there so i was kind of working part-time jobs to get there but i think about i think one of the biggest mistakes i made in my other businesses was not you mentioned earlier about employees and just not knowing how to manage people very well and and then two just thinking through the the numbers yeah uh of the, of the how just pricing and things like that work so i was not Basically, I just wasn't charging enough because oh, I yeah. said, I, you know, somebody asked you to trim their hedges, and I, I went back to the mentality. You said, well, man, I used to make $12 an hour at my <laughs> job. So if I make 20 trimming hedges, that's, wow, I mean, that, that's a big increase, mm-hmm. you know. And so I would do stuff like that just so cheap because I was thinking, well, we're already here on the job. It's no big deal for me to trim their hedges while we're cutting their grass. But 
it, it was just really not smart on my part. So, and then uh, I actually stepped away from my business a little for a little while and okay. let tried to manage it. Uh, I kept the business, but I had basically a crew chief and let them run it. Well, again, I, I struggled with that. I, I was not good at managing people okay. and just didn't have the systems in place to be able to oversee them. And that became a struggle. So uh, that's actually what I'm, and what I'm trying to fix now is I, as I'm trying to grow to hire people, I'm thinking I, I, you can't just hire somebody and throw them out there and expect it to go well. Like you have to train them. You have to give them some, some, you know, structure of how we operate as a business and, uh, and that's not what I, that's where I basically messed up in the past and what I'm trying to get right, you know, moving forward. Okay. Very cool. Um, so in your, uh, current business, in what ways do you market your business? So uh, I tell people all the time, the best two things that I've done is, is one, uh, just ranking well on Google. And in my area, it's not super competitive. I'm not going after like the hugest, you know, I'm not trying to, be number one for Los Angeles, California in, in, on Google. I'm, I'm in a small town in Alabama. So, mm-hmm. but still there's a lot of people in this area that search for lawn care on the yeah. internet. So if I can rank up toward the top of the search engines, I think I'm, I might be sitting at number three locally okay. at, the, at the moment. So I'd like to be number one, but whatever. Um, so that that's probably been the best thing is just the leads I get on the internet. And then, cause I'm trying to market, in a non-expensive way because you know you can do direct mail and things like that that does work but it also gets expensive yeah um, the other thing is i've just tried to make a, a conscious effort to get to know people in the community because when we moved here um a little over five years ago i i didn't really know that many people so mainly getting to know people who mow grass you know because i'm like i'm doing the weed control you're mowing grass and you know, I send them customers, they send me customers, mm-hmm. but the more of those people I got to know, cause I knew when I was mowing grass, I was being asked all the time, who do you recommend for weed control? Okay. So I know they're getting asked yes. and I want them to send them to me and not in a forced way, just cause like, Hey, we have a relationship. Uh, I send them customers. They send me customers. We know each other and they know they respect my work and know that I do a good job. And so I've, I've been able to build quite a few of those relationships and that's kind of a constant pipeline of new leads for me. Yeah. It's actually uh, a perfect symbiotic relationship. Uh, those two right. uh, businesses, right? If, uh, if a lawn care company is not going to be doing like everything themselves, then it works perfectly mm-hmm. uh, because you're not uh, cannibalizing each other's sales or anything. You're, you're working together uh, and it uh, can work out really, really well. Uh, yeah, so- and that's one reason I'm not mowing grass, honestly, because I'm like, Got a lot of mowing guys sending me customers right now. Yeah, if yeah. I started mowing, I would instantly become their competitor. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah very, very smart. You uh, touched on, um, you know, in that uh, answer there of uh, marketing uh, in your small sort of uh, community and stuff. Do you think, because uh, that's something that I see um, a lot as well from guys just starting out, is that they 
are thinking too big in terms of marketing. They're like trying to blanket. And I'll see guys, um, you know, driving around from like, uh, like I mentioned here, like the city and stuff. They'll be working in the city, but then they'll go out to the suburb and then do two lawns there and then drive across to the other suburb. And do, And it's like, what are you guys doing? Like focus mm-hmm. in on a small little area, maximize all your marketing and, you know, that sort of thing. And it, I, for me, at least it's worked wonders, just focusing on a, not even the whole city, just a small part mm-hmm. of the city, a small little corner of it and uh it's done so uh so well for me i think that's smart even as i like i said i'm not even brand new right now i'm, I'm kind of getting more established in my current business but if anything i'm 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 trying to become more compact as I, mm-hmm. you know you think well i've, I've kind of reached a level of stability now i, I want to expand and go wider and bigger and i'm kind of taking the opposite approach i'm like no i want to I'm, I'm still looking to grow, but I'm wanting to become so compact mm-hmm. that every customer is just maximizing their profitability without having to just keep charging people more money because you can only do that for so long. So yeah, so I'm actually turning down the customers further away and thinking if I want to focus my efforts uh, is going to be as close as possible. And, and I'm, and every time I get out there and do yards, when I have a street that I have five yards on the same street, I'm thinking, why don't I do this all the time? This is, this is what I need to be doing. I need five yards on every street and not one yard every 10, 15 minute drive away. You know, it's just, is the margins in in lawn care are good, but they're not so good that you can just waste time driving all over town. Yeah. Yeah. And bottlenecks, especially, and if you get, uh, the closer you get to a bigger city, the more traffic and and time you waste just sitting, it's just ridiculous uh, how no, much time I uh, deal with that here yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean we, I'm, I'm not too far away from uh, a city of about a million people you know and and I go there I mean it's it's sprawled out but I mean you know it, there's traffic issues is what I'm saying and I go there and I'm thinking why am I doing this I mean I guess it's not this is not profitable and, and you're right if I drive three minutes down down the road from my house i can be in a neighborhood that has hundreds of houses yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> keep building more i'm thinking this is where i need to be yeah, right yeah. Here. i think sometimes we don't we underestimate yeah you really don't have to have that many people in a town to make a no a good business you think about like my little small town we, we probably have twenty five thousand people in my city oh, wow. i mean i'm thinking how many pizza restaurants are they going to open here yeah. it doesn't matter how many they open they all seem to do well yeah yeah and it's like you don't need that many restaurants to have a, a decent pizza restaurant, you know, enough business to support it. And same with lawn care. I mean, it's like we got like a hundred people hit, hitting this town, yeah, but yeah, there's yeah. still room for more, you know. Yeah, so yeah. anyway. Yeah, that's the thing that it leads to, right? When I see those guys starting out and they're they're doing it and it's like like think about how many lawns you could actually service yourself if you're mowing, you know, you're starting your business the area that you're in is going to have, you know, like if I think about myself comfortably, you know, I can do maybe at the max, maybe 60 lawns by myself and it'd be like, okay, well, I don't need to travel five cities and things to do that. The one little mm-hmm. area that I'm in, there's more, you know, just in the neighborhood that I'm in, there's hundreds of homes, right? So it's like, like, even if you focus in on that, that's going to max you out uh, on what you can do. And now you're, you're, you're probably able to do even more because they're so dense that then you can start, you know, growing at that rate instead of driving mm-hmm. all over town and wasting so much time. So yeah, just a uh, great advice there. Okay. So we're going to take another quick little break to hear from our sponsor. 
At Exmark, we've poured decades of leading-edge engineering and old-fashioned work ethic into our Laser Z, the pioneering commercial zero-turn rider more landscape pros trust. So now you can experience cut quality, performance, comfort, durability, and reliability beyond your wildest dreams. Stop by your local dealer or visit xmark.com to experience an Xmark Laser Z and the attractive financing offers available now. So uh, what are your, uh, you mentioned um, possibly next year adding a person uh, to, you know, and having that second truck and stuff. So what are your future plans and goals for your business beyond that? Um, so I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I had somebody the other day ask me this about what am I going to focus on being on, on like you're doing YouTube and mm-hmm. podcasts and things. I don't do podcasts, but I, I pretty much just do YouTube or am I going to focus on my own business and I'm, you know, I really don't think I have to choose that. I think I can do both at mm-hmm. the same time. Uh, it, it, I, I was, you know, I got a little bit distracted because I moved your, I had your picture over on the side of my screen. That's why I was kind of looking to ones that okay. I just moved you in the middle. <laughs> so I'm, if I'm looking straighter now, that's the reason. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, so I wanted to do both, I, and I think I can because I think they complement each other. You know, I, it was, it's not that I couldn't just do YouTube and and do that. I guess I could, but I feel like the more connected I am with the actual business, mm-hmm. you know, the more I have to offer on the internet. And, and just to be honest with you, I, I like doing both. I, mm-hmm. I, I can get on my computer and do some work and, but I get kind of tired of that really quick. So I need to get outside and, yeah, and yeah. get out there and do something. So, you know, um, I, I've got some, some plans of what, like as far as my, my own local business goes, I'm, I'm trying to grow it, trying to basically, you know, my desperate move is just get somebody full-time where I can hopefully cut back to do an actual field labor four days a week. If I could go from five days a week to four days a week, I think that would make a huge difference in, in just me being able to also put time into other things. So if I can do that next year, that would be great. It's not going to happen this year. I don't think. Nope. And then, uh, on the YouTube thing, you know, I, I, one thing I got to realizing was there's a lot of people obviously doing things on the internet as far as lawn care goes. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly, it's, it's pretty competitive to even get time, you know, get people to watch your yes. content. So I'm trying to grow and be excellent at that. But I thought, well, what, what do I have to offer? Because I don't want to just be like everybody else. So I thought, I think I'm probably one of the few people who's actually in the weed control and fertilization business yes. doing YouTube. There's a lot of people mowing grass doing YouTube videos mm-hmm. and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and there's a lot of people that are teaching weed control and fertilization from a homeowner standpoint. Yes. Um, but there's really very few of us. Um, I can think of one other maybe um, that are doing you know, teaching weed control and fertilization from a business standpoint. So I, I kind of think that's a little bit of a niche for me and yes. something that I've sort of refocused myself and saying, you know what, I can't compete with everybody on YouTube, mm-hmm. but I think I can be the person for this area of YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You have to sort of figure out, um, you know, what you're good at and what sort of sets you apart. I'm the same with the podcast and, and everything I tell people all the time. Like my 
what I love with the experiences that I've had starting multiple businesses and stuff is that starting of the business part is the branding, the logos, the colors, all the, the thought process that goes into that. And then, you know, getting your lawn care business up and running to that point. But I always say, if you're looking for help with employees, growing multiple crews, things like that, I'm not your guy. I haven't done yeah. it. So why would I try yeah. to teach you on it if I've never done it before? Right. Then, you know, here's the handoff, go to Brian's lawn maintenance and, uh, you know, he can uh, tell you all about that. Or, you know, one of the plethora of other guys uh, that yeah. are doing that. Right. So you sort of figure out what you're good at, what you're comfortable in talking. Cause you never want to be, um, telling people stuff that you've never had experience with or not, you know, teaching and stuff. Right. Cause it's obviously inauthentic and, uh, you, you know, you can't really stand behind it, right? It's very, right. very easy to see uh, where it sort of gets fake and stuff uh, if the person's never done it, right? But um, I'm sure um, you get comments from people that have, you know, seen your content and stuff and have put it to practice and are just like grateful to mm-hmm. you for everything that you've done because it's proven. Um, and, you know, I'm sure you're like me as well, where I always say, you know, take everything I say with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. I'm in this, I'm in Canada on the West coast, you know, with these, you know, applications where there's restrictions on, uh, chemicals and things like that. This is, this is what I've done for my business. That's worked. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's going to work for you. And it doesn't mean that there's a better way, uh, that you may have figured out a better way to do what I'm doing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just take it with a grain of salt, you know, try it out and stuff like that. Listen to other guys, try out there, figure out in your own combination, what's going to work uh, for you as well. So uh, I think finding that niche, uh, like you said, really, you know, can set you apart and people can piece together what they need from multiple uh, sources for that. So very, very, uh, very cool there. So in uh, the course of your business, uh, this is a, another question I've been starting to ask uh, some people and it kind of gives some people pause for thought as well, but it's, uh, what's the weirdest thing that you have seen or has happened to you during uh, the course of business? Weirdest thing. Um, I can think of some weird things that have, <laughs> have caught me off guard. Uh, you know, customers are weird sometimes. Yeah. And, I, and I say 99% of customers are, are at least here are pretty normal yeah. and treat you, you know, some are more demanding than others, but that that's okay. But I mean, most of them are, you know, but occasionally you get just, just weird ones. Um, but I, you know, I, I had a, I'll say one, one time I had a, and I think most lawn care people have respect for each other. Yes. Our competitors have respect. Yep. I have one, and I believe it was one of my competitors, and this this bothered me. But they kind of low went below the belt, in my opinion. But they basically created a fake on- online profile and went and left uh, negative reviews mm. on my Google profile. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's w- weird, but it was. You know, I thought, wow, some people because. I, I take the approach like, well, I want to get to know my competitors and yeah, yeah. we have respect. Now, obviously, I'm com- we are competing. I'm trying to get customers. They're trying to get com- customers. But, I mean, I I don't see why we can't have some sort of relationship and have yeah. respect for each other. And the, to me, that really crossed the line when they go and do that, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that may be the dirtiest thing that okay. happened yeah. more than weirdest <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, but yeah. I, weird, I can't, I can't think of uh, – 
I can't think of too many. The weird ones seem to like usually involve the customers, but I, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Okay, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> some some guys have a list of them and stuff, and it's, I guess it just depends on where you're at yeah. and, and stuff like that. That's uh, right. But I, yeah, weird. Once weird happens so many times, it becomes normal. Then and it's yeah, no yeah. Longer weird. <laughs> yeah, very very weird. Um, so uh, let's see here. Uh, what is uh, one hidden pitfall with running a lawn care business or a fur and squirt business that you see that prevents people from succeeding? Well, I think there's more than one, but I, I think, um, well, I, I'm going to talk about, I, I can think of several, honestly, off the top of my head, but I'm going to talk about the one that I've been thinking of so much in my own life Okay, lately. I've sort of changed my focus because we, we've talked a little bit about the money and things like that. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I've gotten interested in the stock market and okay. just interest and, and how much money I've given to banks and interest just, just uh-huh. started to bother me. <laughs> so yeah. I'm thinking, why, why do I do this? Um, that I, I think if I had, if I was going back to advise a 20 something year old who was starting a lawn business, like I'm, I'm looking at me when I started, I wasn't married, didn't have kids. My life was so cheap. I didn't have a house payment or anything. It was this really cheap life. I'm thinking what I really should have done was take is try to make as much money as humanly possible and save about 70% of it mm-hmm. and, and invest it, do something besides, you know, whatever I did with it. Yeah. Um, but you can't, you can't get that time back. I mean, I'm just yeah. thinking even the U S stock market in the past 10 years has probably tripled, you yeah. know, and, and I'm thinking if I would have, did stuff then how much easier be because what happens is life gets more expensive and you need to make money you put some more pressure on your business and if you don't have an established business or savings or something like that it, you know people they're out there mowing grass with an old beat up lawnmower and, and then it breaks and they can't really afford to upgrade their equipment because they're in such their business is not healthy enough so I mean, I think it's not the people's quality of work usually that makes them fail. It's it's their money and they have bad money management yeah, and then yeah. they just don't have good business skills. You know, it's yeah. not because they don't know how to get out there and make a yard look good. Um, so um, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I just, yeah. I'm thinking about it 20 years too late, but yeah. I'm trying to start now. I'm yeah. thinking, okay. <laughs> I wish I'd have started this years ago, but from now on, I'm I'm going to get the interest working in my favor as opposed to against mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I think we all have that, right? Like for me here uh, on the west coast of Canada, I look back to my uh, very first house that I bought after I got married, and it was just cracking the two hundred thousand dollar mark, and I was like, "This is insanity! Two hundred thousand dollars for a house!" If only I knew what those house prices would be now in 2020, yeah. I would have bought six of them. <laughs> yeah. I would have maximized every loan I could to buy as much property as I could and just held on to it and, uh, you know, and, and, and made those mortgage payments, you know, 50, 60 years if I had to, to make the payments affordable, uh, yeah. you know, and I think because now I'd be like, you know, multi, multi <laughs> yeah. millionaire with these properties. It's insane, right? But you don't know. You can't. Uh, yeah, that's right. You don't know. The truth is you can still get a pretty nice house here for that amount of money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm going to have to move out there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, what is your... Um, biggest frustration with running your uh, furt and squirt business 
probably people paying their bills late. Okay. I, I think uh, when I'm trying, I'm trying to make my schedule really tight. I, I thought this year what I want to do is become more efficient, you know, and yep. the, so we talked about getting rid of customers that are way out of the way or um, I'm wanting everybody to, to, be close to close together but then the other thing that kills me on efficiency i, I got to think about this I, i'll go to one let's say i've got a neighborhood that's three minutes down the road and i've got 20 customers in that neighborhood well it would make all the sense in the world to most anybody on planet earth to do all 20 of those on the same day if possible yeah. uh well i what i found is i i'll make four trips to the same neighborhood to do these 20 yards not and not like four days in a row it's like i get you know, six of them today and come back two weeks later and do and i'm like why am i doing this and the reason i do it is well well let's say three of them were late on their payment so mm. i skipped them and then they finally paid so i went back and did that three of them signed up late for this year so i've got them off and i and i'm like i gotta get everybody on the same schedule and you know because like i said that that you got to be efficient and, and I'm trying to become more efficient. And so I've just really started cracking down on late payers and making them prepay or credit yeah. card on file or whatever I got to do, because ultimately it's just killing my profitability, yes. you know, making yes. wasting time. I'm yeah, just yeah. wasting. I'm like, and, and you got to either pass that customer cost on to the customer. I'm like, I could, if I could just run this more efficiently, I know that my profits would be more at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a, a great point. Uh, I, I slowly made the transition over the few years of doing, you know, checks and cash and things like that. And then slowly started introducing credit card on file to new customers. And I would keep the old customers on, you know, if it was comfortable, but it, it, it didn't matter how good of a customer they were at some point in time, they would be late on paying or you know suddenly go a wall and stuff and it's like what the heck like what's going on here i can't keep coming to your house all the time and knocking on your door yeah. and and stuff and and i finally just made the transition and just said you know what it's mandatory and and to this day forward like it, it, you have to give me a credit card on file before we even start there's there's no did, did thing. you lose customers when you did that no i didn't ironically oh, when, yeah. when i when i put the because the thing is those the relationships were built um, you know, and, and I'm very, um, you know, with those customers always talking to them and, and, mm -hmm. you know, we, we joke around and stuff like that. And, um, some of them I've been told like some past customers that have uh, passed away and stuff. I've been told by their families that like, you know, thank you so much. Like th they looked forward to every Monday when you came you know, for those 10 years or something like that was a highlight of their week that you were coming to chat with them and stuff like that. Right. So when it came to just saying, okay, well, I'm going to credit card because it's just, it just takes too much money chasing or too much time chasing money and, and stuff like that. People were all on board. They're like, okay, we get it. And we trust you. We've been, you know, you've been dealing with our, our things. The newer ones have been, there's been some resistance with that, with people saying, no, I don't want to give you my credit card and stuff. And I just say, okay, well then I'm not the guy for you. Right. Because that's, it's, yeah. it's right. <laughs> and I, and I think that's a great way to do it. Just be honest with you. Cause I'm, I'm thinking I used to get worked up over the credit card fees, you know, yeah, let's yeah. say it's 2.85% or yeah. whatever it is. And I thought, well, you know what, what happens for me is I get, I got maybe half to pay with credit card, half pay with checks on the checks. I have to go to, I go to my PO box and I get, I get the checks out 
come home, enter them into the software, stamp them, drive to the bank, stand in line at the bank, which are, they're almost always slow. And I'm I'm thinking, I think I'm wasting more than 2.85% of my money in time I'm spending to deal with these checks. So if you really look at time equals money in your business, I think it's, it's actually a pretty good deal to only give up 2.85%. It's just so instant you know so yeah. i've kind of gotten less away i mean i hate paying fees but yes, I, yes, I really think everybody it's probably does. worth it honestly as yeah. far as your efficiency goes yeah. and your just mental state of health too right not no. worrying about it right and when you build those relationships like at least for me it's a little bit different with the lawn care side um but you know those those customers they know like and trust you so you get to a point like where i am where customers are like hey you know this hedge needs trimming when are you able to do that and I'll be like, uh, you know, I'll put it on my list and, you know, I'll get to it. And they're like, okay, just do it when you can build my credit card. They don't even ask me how much it's going to cost anymore because they yeah. know I'm not going to rip them off. It's going to be mm-hmm. fair. Uh, and I've never had, you know, people complaining or coming back going, it was how much? Like, what's this charge? Yeah. You know, sort of thing, right? Because they know I'm going to be fair about it. So I've been working for you for, for this long or whatever it is. I'm not going to jeopardize that and, and, you know, go, you know, carte blanc and just charge whatever. <laughs> yeah. And well, I think it's interesting here. You talk about that because I, sometimes I go back and forth and I, sometimes I want to uh, never see my customers and just yeah. pretend like they don't exist. Yeah, yeah. I want to just do the work and have no people involvement, but really I think it's important. And I've heard people, you know, speak of it that way, but then some, I, it really is if you're part of the community yeah. And there, there is a relationship. Now, some customers don't want to see you, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I don't need to see them either. But there are a lot of them that actually want to be, get to know you yeah, and yeah. know who. The, and you do get to know them over the course of a number of years. I mean, you honestly become friends with some of them. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, unless you're just really socially awkward, that's yeah. kind of a, a perk of the business. Now, yeah, the yeah. ones that want to talk to you for 30 minutes every time yeah, that's, you come, that, that's – that's a, that's a struggle, but that's very few people that yeah, like yeah, yeah. usually old, lonely people. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones you can almost turn into a game. Sometimes it's like, okay, you're like, <laughs> you're almost like creeping. Like you pull up the truck, okay, nobody's out. The, yeah, I don't see the curtains moving. Right. Let's get in and that's out as right. fast as I can. <laughs> that's right. Before they come out, right? Um, but I, it's funny. I do have one customer. I've I've been mowing their lawn for it's got to be at least six or seven years now. I've not met them in person once. Yeah. It was over email. <laughs> they asked for a quote. I went and quoted their lawn. I do their lawn. They give me their credit card. I email them every, you know, maybe a year and a half or so when the credit card expiry date comes up. They send me a new number. I just continue to mow their lawn. I show up every spring. I charge their <laughs> And they're, uh, yeah. it's like one of those things. They're just, they're either well, too busy. Hey. They don't, <laughs> and I'm like, that's fine. That's right. And I, and I love those customers too. You, yeah. know? So <laughs> you need some of both. I can't talk, can't be friends with everybody. So if I got some invisible customers that pay every time, I'm yeah, yeah. perfectly happy with that. Yeah. I think a long thing uh, or something that goes a long way with credit card payments that I've learned is your image. So if you've got, trucks and logos and uniforms and stuff it's yeah. a lot easier and you get less resistance if i were to show up in a you know old beat up pickup truck with some lawnmowers in the back i would uh, probably imagine people would be like i'm not giving you my credit card yeah. sort of thing yeah. right and i've actually had a lady uh, tell me that like straight forward like i pulled up i did a quote for her 
within five minutes, she accepted the quote and I said, okay, I just need your credit card so I can thing. And she literally took her credit card and went to hand it to me. And just as I grabbed it, she kind of held on to it and she goes, this is crazy. I've only known you for five minutes and I'm about to give you my credit card number. And then she's like, but I can tell by your uniforms and your truck and trailer that you're not going anywhere. You're not like a fly by night business. And I said, yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm not right. It's like I said, and you know, I said, it's the best way to protect both of us because you know, if you don't agree with a credit card cup, the charge or something, you just call up your credit card. And I use it as a sales uh, thing in saying that, um, you know, if you were to complain, like I just say, think about this. If I were to, you know, uh, just charge your credit card some crazy amount or something like that that you didn't authorize, and you called that credit card company and complained, and they investigate and see that I was at fault, that jeopardizes the whole way I do business. Mm-hmm. And if they take away my merchant account, now I'm not not only stuck with you not being able to collect money from, I can't collect money from all of my clients. That's so I right. said, credit yeah. card actually gives you all of the power because it's going to protect you from those payments because most credit cards will have like a $50 limit or something like that mm-hmm. on fraud and things like that. But it also messes me completely up if you were to complain about it. So I'm not going to do anything to jeopardize having my merchant account. All right. And they yeah. see it that way and they're like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Right? Yeah, and, I've never actually thought of that. That's a great point. I'm going to have to use that. Yeah, and it, it just like puts them over the edge of going, yeah, that's a great, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, no problem, right? Sort of thing. Um, so uh, in uh, what is one resource that you have found uh, that you've used the most in building your businesses, whether it's, you know, maybe a person, a mentor or something online or? Yeah, I I have a... Well, I'm going to speak about my current business. Okay. I have, I have a guy. So when I moved here, I, I was just, I just had to make a living. You know, I was like moving new, new town, had zero customers. Yep. And so I had to get going. So I was mowing lawns and one do weed control. And I was working uh, nights and weekends trying to make side money, just whatever I had to do. Well, I had a guy that, and this is how I got started in weed control. He was uh, friends with me in my previous city I lived in and he did had a big weed control and fertilization company and which had been sold. And so I called him up and told him, Hey, I'm thinking about getting into weed control. And, uh, he basically told me that he would help me out getting started in it. And he works for a supply company now. So he, he sells the products that I use, but I mean, he just went above and beyond as far as teaching me what to do when, you know, what to spray, when to spray and what fertilizer to use. There's so many things to learn because it's, it's very regional. Like you're saying, I, somebody calls me from Canada well, I, I don't know what to tell. I don't know what kind. They've shown me a picture of a weed that I've never seen before in my life because mm-hmm. we don't have that yeah, weed here. And, you know, and, and then something I might use to spray a weed with, you know, you can't use because it's not um, it's banned. And even the timing, you know, you may have, even if you had the same grass types, the weather's different. Yeah. So I may put down a pre-emergent application this timing, but for you, it may be a month later, you mm-hmm. know, so um so anyway, I I just had a, a an individual person, and for you know I think that's the way to do it, especially for the weed control, but even on the mowing side, because you know more for the business skills and just kind of you know because it just takes experience to learn things of what what to do, what not to do. Um, but he by far he's been the biggest resource for me, and I okay. leaned on him pretty heavily, honestly. So okay, um, if you were to um to start your business all over again what is one thing you would do differently well let's see 
I did start over twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, so I guess I, I don't know that I would do a lot different this this third time. I think um, I, it would probably be along the same things we've talked about. I, I probably okay. would okay. would be even more focused on a geographical era, narrower okay. on my geographical territory, and then. You know, I would have to really think hard about going to credit card only because, like you said, it, to me, it's not even the two point eight five percent. It's uh-huh. it's the uh, the mental anguish it causes me that somebody's ninety days overdue and yeah. they and they quit replying to their text messages. Yeah, yeah. You know, I get so mad at that stuff that I'm thinking, what well, well, that's definitely worth two point eight five percent to uh-huh. not have to deal with this. So. Um, probably, probably that because, you know, I, I never been one that like just got overly focused on cash flow. Like I got to have the money like today cause I did the work today, but there is something to that. You know, yeah. you don't want to do work and not get paid for it for six months, you yeah, know, yeah. or three months. I mean, that, that is a business problem. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, so I would probably try to streamline some of those things. Okay. Very, very good. So in uh, the community, uh, the lawn care community, um, you're one of the, the guys that would instantly come up uh, in people's thoughts as being a leader in this community, uh, somebody who's sort of paved the way um, with your YouTube channel. You've got uh, 54,000 subs on your uh, YouTube channel. Um, you share uh, just the you know, the facts and nothing but the facts. There's no, uh, you know, candy coating it. There's no polish. There's no gimmicks and tricks and things. It's just the straight turn on the camera talk and stuff. So what have you uh, found has been uh, sort of your success uh, in that uh, sort of realm of YouTube? What do you think has been sort of the secret sauce? Because it's everybody I talk to, it's, it seems to be different, right? Not one thing works for for each person and stuff, but uh, and, and I didn't, I didn't really know the answer to that. I think I had to learn from other people. So I have people tell me, you know, this is why we watch your video. Cause I, you know, for me, yeah, I, I'm not a video editor or anything. Mm-hmm. I turn the camera on and stick it in my face and start talking. And, but I'm thinking when I watch videos, I just want to know the information, you know, yeah. I, I don't need all the other stuff. So I think, well, that's what I'm going to do. And really that's all I know how to do. So, um, so I, I do think I've, as I've learned myself and people come up and talk to me, they, they say that I'm have an approachability about me, I guess, you know, okay. when, when it's, it seems very authentic, yeah. you know, and I try to be authentic. I think everybody should be authentic, but I guess maybe some people don't come across as authentic. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it gives them a, a sense where they can trust me. And I try not to like, like you mentioned, I try not to, get out there and say stuff I don't really know much about yeah, so occasionally I, I other day I got into talking about um, draining water out of my yard and, and this guy who's like a professional drainage guy yeah. corrected something <laughs> I said you know I was like well I probably went a little overboard on that I, I was talking about something I really wasn't didn't know a lot about um, so you know I think just trying to be real and authentic and, and just you know keep the yeah, trust yeah. of the viewer um, not try not to waste people's time if I can't. I mean, you know, it's tricky on YouTube because you got to keep making new videos. Yes. Uh, they, they, just the way YouTube works, yep. but you know, <laughs> at the same time, you don't want to just waste people's time. So it's always a trick of how to make new content, but keeping it relevant where people are watching. And then, you know, there's tricks to YouTube on how to get 
more views. I don't try to cheat the system. I just try to learn how the system works and how to use it. So like we talk about being a, a niche. And so I'm thinking, well, what can I make videos about in the weed control and fertilization realm that I know will get a lot of views and give relevance to my channel um, that people genuinely want to look at. But um, so there's different approaches. Like some people go more the vlog approach and they're yeah. just kind of going about their daily life. I don't really do that as much uh, though. Some people do follow me in that way. I'm more just kind of go topical yep. and think of like topics that I know people would be interested in. And, and so maybe it's not interesting to the subscribers, but if a lot of other people are watching it who are not subscribers, then that's fine too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. So lots of uh, uh, great points there. You mentioned, uh, you know, having doing a video and then having somebody, you know, some professional guy pop up or yeah. something, right? It's so funny. I was looking at a comment uh, that I got in one of my videos and uh, the person was like, this per- this guy's clueless. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's never you know, been able to, he shouldn't be, you know, look for a different line of work, blah, 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 right? And I, I responded back something like, it's um, amazing to me, because he said, it's amazing to me how many of these how-to videos are online of people that don't know, you know, what they're talking about and stuff. And then yeah. I responded something back like, it's amazing to me how many people who apparently know how to do stuff are online looking at how-to videos on the things that they apparently know how to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. yeah. why are you watching videos on stuff that you already know how to do? Like, it makes no that's sense. That's right. It's- <laughs> I get I think it's the same. Yeah, there's those people out there. I've, I've, you know, I've actually gotten less and less of the horrible comments lately. I think... I think I've like deleted so many of those people from my channel that, that, that there's not many of them left. Cause whenever I get one of those, I just, you hit the ban them from the channel. Yeah, and I, yeah. never hear from them again. <laughs> I think I've done that to so many of them that I almost get no negative <laughs> comments anymore. And you have to, right? You have to sort of yeah, one strike and you're out. Yeah. I yeah. Just, you know, I mean, if it's, if it's positive, if it's constructive criticism, yes. okay, sure. Like yeah, I yeah. didn't ban that guy for correcting me on the drain. I mean, that's, he was right. And I was wrong. Um, but you know, some people get on there and just are hateful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I ain't yeah. Got time for all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're not like, if it's a uh, like somebody uh, mentioned in that video, oh, you didn't mention that you have to do this and stuff. And I said, you know what? You're right. I didn't mention that because. I said, it's basically a brain fart. I hit the camera, it's sitting record, you're recording, you're going through the motion. You don't always remember to mention every point. I said, and that's what the comments are for. People are mentioning it. People read the comments and, you know, figure it out and sort of thing, right? But then some people, you know, same comment over and over again. And it's like, oh, you're an ididiot. You're this, you're that. It's like, okay, you're banned. (laughs) Like, I don't mind if you're going to be constructive, but as soon as you start being, like you said, hateful or things like that, then uh, there's no, uh, there's no need for that. Um, so along with your YouTube channel, uh, you also have uh, the uh, Lawn Care Life Conference that you've been uh, putting on. You just recently uh, had uh, your conference, I think it was last week uh, that uh, one, or two weeks ago. Um, no, we did it in uh, January 23rd and 24th. Okay. Was our, okay. So yeah, it was a month so ago now. Then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, a successful uh, uh, conference there. You uh, had some uh, some sponsors out, some equipment out for people to try. Uh, so tell people a bit about that. And um, uh, I'm assuming that you'll be having another one coming for uh, 2021. Well, we did. Uh, this was our third year to do it. And it's it's the last two years we've made it into a two day event and yeah, we, you know, jobber was always a great sponsor. They were our title sponsor uh, for the second year in a row. And then we had skag, we had uh, gravely came and, and had mowers to demo X Mart gave away a 30 inch uh, commercial mower. And then we had some of the YouTubers, we had um, 
Alan Hain lawn care night. And, and, you know, people that watch him made for lawn care, he's, he's really an expert on marketing. And so I get him to come talk about marketing. And we had uh, Keith Kalfas and then we had um, some other guys, you know, other speakers, whether with a company or, or I brought in some other speakers yep. to talk on different topics, a lot of sponsors involved. So um, it was good. We had uh, a little over a hundred people sign up uh, this year and, you know, it's kind of, I try to keep it more like family atmosphere. It's real late okay. that we eat our meals together, kind of buffet style oh, meals nice. and everybody's sitting around eating together. And, and when I do the post event survey, asking people what they like, what they didn't like, you know, that one of the things they, they usually say is they, they like the networking, you know, mm-hmm. we're just all there together, hanging out. You can learn from the other attendees. So, um, you know, I don't know we, we uh, when we do it, when we do finish doing it and it's, it takes, it's not that I don't like doing it. I, I do. I like it to some degree. It's hard to do that and have my conference, um, do my own business and yep. YouTube and all that. So I don't know. I don't, I don't I always say I'm when we finish doing, it, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to do that again next year, okay. or not, you know, but, uh, but we, we, you know, then a few months goes by yeah, and yeah. I think, well, maybe we should do it again. So I, I, I don't commit to doing it again. We, you know, we may do it. We may take a year off. We may do it. You know, who knows? I, I just, I'm non-committal on that. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no yeah. problem. No problem. Um, so the other thing that you do is uh, you have an online academy. So you've got uh, some uh, downloadable products that people can uh, get mm-hmm. into uh, as well as uh, some courses and stuff. So maybe tell people about it, uh, a bit about that. Yeah. So my website is lawncarelife.com. What I, what I, um, tried to do is put together a video course and it's it's more for like people starting in the lawn business just everything from setting up your business to marketing and getting customers and managing employees all that kind of stuff and um i and then i've got marketing letters like doc downloadable documents things like that we also do a little bit of logo work i have a graphic designer that works with me so you people buy a logo and he customizes it for and i'm trying to um again, as I'm trying to work on my own business, being weed control and fertilization, I'm in the process of putting together a weed control and fertilization course, okay. a video course for that. So it, I'm hoping in the next few months I'll be done with that. I've got a, a, a video guy coming to help me um, shoot the videos for it. And then we got to edit them and do yep. all that. So, um, again, as my audience shifts, I, I, I want the content to be relevant to who my audience is and, and also what I'm dealing with. So, you know, it's just uh, people think you get, I don't know, people, you, you hear in the comments, people think why you do YouTube things or mm-hmm. online or your podcasts and something, some people think you, some people think you don't make any money. Some people think you make a million dollars. And then and, and it's like, well, it's somewhere in between that. I can guarantee yeah, yeah, you yeah. that. So, you know, we do make money, but you, it's a lot of work and you gotta, you gotta have a strategy of how to make money. You yeah, can't yeah. just make a few random videos or you'll, make like six dollars you yeah, know yeah, so yeah. i mean um so i do the online content and then thinking of you know other ways that i can not not uh just provide resources that would be helpful to people and if they're interested in it they're interested if not then no big deal yeah 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 no it's it's funny those uh the comments you get <laughs> always strikes a chord with me because you get the same thing and i've seen the same thing in others like initially when i was thinking about doing a podcast and stuff i was uh, watching you know like keith calfis and stuff like that and um you know i remember him putting out uh, his first book and people were like oh you know now he's just selling out he's just like and i'm like yeah. are you kidding me 
like he, he put out all this information that you guys are like loving and you yeah. can't talk you know uh, enough about and now he wants to sell a book and now all of a sudden all it that information is not good anymore because right. yeah. it's like, come on. So when I started my podcast um, before sponsors and all that sort of stuff, one of the things I did, cause I was like, I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts all the time. They all have ads in it. So right from day one, I'm going to start putting ads, whether they're just ads I make up myself cause they're affiliate links yeah. and things like that, just to get people used to it. So that when yeah. I, you know, in the future finally do have a sponsors or stuff like that, then you're already used to the flow of knowing that there's going to be mm-hmm. ad breaks and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that there's not this, Oh, you're selling out there. You're this. It's like, no, this That's is how right. it's going to go. I wouldn't expect yeah. you, uh, to go provide Mrs. Jones or lawn care for free every week. Like, That's right. like you gotta, there's a balance there. Yeah. And then, the, yeah, there's a bounce in the sense of like, I'm not going to do a video and have every, every 10 seconds, a new sponsor of my new video. You know, there's tons yeah, yeah. of stuff that's out there for free. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to mention what's available. Like for instance, I, I mean, I get people that tell me, Oh, I would have loved to come to your conference, but I didn't, I didn't even know about it. You know, yeah. and I felt like I mentioned it a hundred times yeah. on YouTube. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I, t- I say it every single time I do a video, you know, for six yeah, yeah. months straight. Um, and like now I mentioned at the end of my videos, Hey, I've got some resources available at lawncarelife.com. Well, I mean, thousands of people watch it and don't go buy anything and yeah, that's yeah. fine. But for the few that want to, they, they have to hear about it, you yeah, know, yeah. and if you don't, so anyway, it's just, you know, but you don't want to overwhelm people and just yeah. say, my next sentence is sponsored by so and so, and the sentence after that is sponsored by you know. I mean, you can't annoy people. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, there's that balance there that you have to uh, sort of take people, respect people's time and stuff as well. That's uh, right. With it. So uh, my last question is uh, my absolute favorite, and it is share your best piece of advice with someone just starting out in the business. But I want you to come uh, at this question from the point of view that this isn't just some random person that's coming up to you. This is somebody that you know, you like, uh, you trust, uh, you only want to see the best for this person. They come up mm-hmm. to you and say, Hey Jason, I'm thinking about starting effort and squirt business or a lawn care business. What can you yeah. tell me? Okay. I think I've got some thoughts on this okay. and uh, I'll try to keep it concise <clears throat> here, but I mean, I, I, and you've hinted on this, but I, I tell people when they start off, like, you've seen it and like lawn care people in general are really bad business people and they're really bad marketers <laughs> and they're hard workers. Yep. I mean, but they don't understand. I'm not, and I'm, I'm saying in general, obviously yep. there's exceptions. So what I tell you, like you don't have to be great at marketing, but if you are just mediocre at it, you will be better than most people mm-hmm. in, in our industry. Um, if we were starting an online, uh, software company, then you would probably need to be great at marketing to yeah. be, cause they're going to be great at it. But in lawn care, if you just have something besides clip art for your logo and you probably did pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think I would tell them like, listen, let's, let's sit down and, and not, we don't take all day with it, but like, let's actually make a plan from the beginning. And like with your, this, the whole branding, the color scheme, like you saying it, you yeah. like doing that. I, I can tolerate it, but I see the there's definitely value in it mm-hmm. because how I brand my company from the very beginning with the name, like my company is Alabama Lawn Pros, okay? Mm-hmm. I didn't have a single customer when it was called Alabama Lawn I get calls from all over Alabama mm-hmm. for Alabama Lawn Pros, and, I, and I'm like, I don't work, but 
within certain, you know, cities here. I mean, I get calls from four hours away and yeah. they, they say, Oh, you're Alabama lawn pros. I, and I wanted it to be that way. I wanted it to sound like I was like some big established company yeah. that possibly covers the entire state of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, but it, so I, I'm somebody like, you gotta have that image that like when somebody goes to my website and they see Alabama lawn pro, like they don't know I started yesterday. Yeah, they, yeah. It looks like, Oh, this guy is legit and he's been doing this for a long time. And I think I would actually pay him a little bit more than the guy who pulled up in the mm-hmm. unmarked truck with, yeah. with some lawnmowers in the back. And they will, I yeah. mean, they don't, they don't necessarily say that out loud, but I think almost all of us, uh, when we go eat at a restaurant, if it's depending on the decor, we mm-hmm. walk in the doors, I'm thinking I'd probably pay a little bit more to eat here. I bet the yeah, food. Yeah. And, and at the same thing with lawn care, you pull up he's like, okay, this guy's quality. I'm going to, I'm, you know, this is who I want to take care of my yard. And they're not worried about if it's $3 cheaper than yeah. the other guy or more. So, I mean, I think just getting that, getting that whole branding thing right would be, I'm starting and obviously you got how, you know, marketing plan, how we're going to get customers and everything. I'd, I'd get out there and just be a social butterfly and meet everybody. I could, you know, I do think people got to get a website if you're trying to yeah. long term. I mean, it's not going to be an overnight success. I made a website on WordPress yesterday and tomorrow I got 12 call. I mean, that's not realistic, but long term, it can really pay dividends. Yeah. So those are just a few of my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so easy now to, to do that sort of stuff even if you're you know uncomfortable and stuff there's so many services out there the fivers and things that like you offer yeah. the logo design the stuff it's like there's so many options available to people mm-hmm. even websites i, I stumbled upon uh, you know we talk about um, google my business and the importance of that and having a listing i recently found out and did a video just before christmas i believe about google my business and stuff but also that i found out that google is now providing free websites to businesses and wow, they're just they're just a basic website but it's i'm and i and i i think the 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 thoughts i sort of ended my video on was you know Google has come out uh, and and over the past year and said you know they want all the websites to be mobile friendly and all this sort of stuff so if you actually started a website with Google in the format that they want would that actually benefit your search results in having it as a, a Google website um, and it's linked to your Google my business and all that stuff and it's free and it's all like drag and drop sort of thing and it's not the prettiest but even if you had that as a you know a secondary website or something mm-hmm. like that it's just another way uh, to get started and, and get in there um, but yeah great points uh, that you, you, you listed there uh, absolutely awesome advice uh, for somebody uh, just starting out uh, so Thank you, uh, Jason, uh, that has uh, uh, for coming onto the podcast. Uh, I've pretty much covered uh, everything I think I wanted to uh, chat with you about. I don't want to uh, take too much of your time. I think we're running about an hour and 17 minutes here uh, with the podcast. So uh, thank you very much for coming onto the show. All right. Enjoyed it. Thanks. Good to talk with you. Awesome. Thank you. So there you have it, Lawn Care Nation. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that value-packed interview episode with Jason Creel from the Lawn Care Life YouTube channel. I will leave links in the podcast show notes to that uh, Lawn Care Life YouTube channel, as well as the Instagram account. I'll also leave a link to Jason's uh, website if you guys want to check some of his downloadable products, as well as his online training program. So uh, that's it for this week, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.